the sculptor who made this image <coughs> we have in the hall said he, he formed it with the Buddha breathing in. So it's a sense of the chest rising. It's actually a breathing in Buddha, though you, you may not recognize that or even thought about it very much. Who cares? <laughs> it's only a statue. <laughs> it's Buddha breathing in and with the eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like actually, you know, what happens when you breathe in when your eyes are open? It's really, it's a it's much more fully coming into into presence, you know, you're actually energizing. So you might say breathing out is is softening, kind of releasing everything, breathing in is somehow becoming more definite and energized because you're taking in. When you breathe in your body tends to swell, expand, you're a little more you know it's a physically more distinct experience than breathing out tends to soften and diffuse. Uh, and uh, you know, inspiration, breathing in, <clears throat> picking up energy, picking up, brightening. And uh, how important it is to, uh, to be really specific and right here with what's happening. And the fact that all of you make the effort to come here, you know, to get up, get going, come here day after day, which is, uh, when you consider it's really wonderful um, sign of just bringing yourself up, putting yourself into this place again and again and again through all the the kind of stuff that goes on, coming into full presence, embodying it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, why? <laughs> you know, there's a certain rising in the spirit, isn't there, in all of us that wants to kind of get on, get through the obstacles. Mm. Sometimes monastic life is considered to be a kind of way of escape route. People don't understand it, and that thing is like that anyway. You can avoid things. And actually, as you all know, it's, it's anything but that. Yeah. It's not a retirement home. The mind wants to retire, you know, to kind of slip away, find an end, you know, result and end. But actually, this is much more about no finishing line, you know, nothing to look forward to. So, when we start to rub out these horizons, then what we're left with is the the present, mm. Un- unvarnished as it is, 
and this is um, daunting, uh, but it's actually it's the place of awakening. Because since the mind is brought here, we can recognize more clearly the fundamental patterns of ignoring or ignorance or wrong assumptions or sliding off, ducking, sliding, weaving, procrastinating, proliferating, planning, remembering, regurgitating. The the mind weaves these currents, the currents of of ignorance, (coughs) comparisons, expectations, or the patterning, the sankara's element of the mind, the patterna that builds up patterns that we call ourself. I am this. I was this, I will be this, I'm never this, I'm always that. You know, and all the stories that go in and that. Or of other people. She is, he is, they are, we are. They're not, we should be. You know, kind of pattern maker. It's called the mind, the current of ignorance. It's the thing that weaves, goes out, weaves things around. And waking up is coming out of that to the feeling, the pleasure, the pain, the subtle pleasure, the subtle pain, whatever it is, the resistance is, the wanting, and coming out of that. feeling that one day it will all end, <laughs> you know, or that the, you know, the wonderful thing will happen in due course of time. These sort of pieces of mythology that go on. These are the creations. So, <clears throat> in a way, our honesty about practice is to look at how to comprehend, to feel how the the mind, or this pattern of creation, the sankara pattern. And when we're taking a break from that, the most useful break, really, the most uh, full benefit of of where we really need to take a holiday is at home. You know, being where we are and taking a holiday at home. Because this is where all our patterning, our stuff, gets solidified, made into history. The home ground of who I take myself to be, other people to be, my plans for the future, my memories of the past, and all of that, my habits around eating, sleeping, drinking, talking, being busy, not being busy, being important, being unimportant, all these kinds of text dimensions, patterns, that become the ways in which we operate.
karma continues. And so when we have a retreat, this opportunity to, you know, experience the spin of the mind, the slow spin, the whirl, the button pushed, the um, the wound opened, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> you know, the record played again. Yeah. In a way, what we're doing, you know, in the simplest way of talking, is just changing the energy of that. So you're breathing in and breathing out, following that, following the full in-breath, letting it complete, the full out-breath, and letting that complete, and the pauses in between. You have something that um, generates a particular energetic pattern, you know, steady state flow pattern. It's calm, suffusive. It's not edgy, it's not jumpy, it's not stale. And that's our home base. When we feel lost and don't know what to do or uncertain, you keep, you refer to that, you deepen into that. You might say that's the, that's the basic, that's the base theme, that's the base note that underlies the rest of it. And you can develop within that build it up, strengthen it, use it to brighten and steady the mind. And as as we do this, as I do this, then times often in the pauses between the breaths or when things are slowing down, things are getting calm, the mind kind of moves out of that gear. The gear's getting a bit kind of slow and boring, you know, it moves out, it wants to pick up, wants to play, it wants to have something to get involved with, and it picks something up and spins it, picks something up and spins it, turns it around, it gets caught in its spinning, and then worries about it spinning, and gets irritated by it spinning, and it spins more spins around the spin that's been spun, and you know, and then the energy builds up and tightens up into this particular patterning. And I guess that uh, <laughs> a good amount of time in on the meditation scenario is really bouncing around these spins, and some of them quite um, interesting, you know, some of them rather shameful, disappointing, frustrating, you know, and it's the uh, the real sanctity of the practice is in this spun state to acknowledge it and to open and widen. It's like you don't spin back to breathing, you don't react back to the breath, you don't snap back, you don't cut. Put yourself together, man. Get on with it. Back. It's not like that. At least I don't see it like you keep the thread unbroken. So in the spin, ah, the spin. There's that moment for myself, the moment of acknowledging, you know, the heat or the rancor or the glow that one's in. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. It's like falling awake rather than falling asleep. Isn't it? It's sort of dawning. Oh, oh. And then this is the really interesting bit because then can come in the, the counter spin. You know, reactions, one kind or another, or an analysis, and what it takes to actually just stay falling awake. Oh. You know, it's a widening awareness of being tight, constricted, bound up in the spin, and you just widen, widen, and you feel the spin dissolve. And the point then is you don't have two minds, you don't have an ignorant mind and an awakened mind. They're a kind of a conflict with each other. You don't slip from one to the other, you realise they're both the same in a way, you know, in the same space. And that can energize and power up with these vortexes, these currents, these formative patterns. And right there you can actually get to the very almost the energy of the patterning and wake, fall awake, wake up to it. It's widening. Oh. So and in, the, in that process, the way, I, the way it, it comes to me <coughs> is that <coughs> what doesn't occur or occurs with increasing uh, you know, or a decreasing sense of solidity is the, is the self-impression. You know, and when there's a there's a jolt, what comes in with that waking up? Oh, I, I oh, stop! You know, and then there's some person or something seems to interrupt that and take hold and do something else, pull the mind back, become something else, and that, yeah. This really, what is, what is then continued is the impression of self. That is, this, in the spin, there's a self co- arises a kind of as, a, as an inference, almost like a, when you get particular patterns start to mesh, you get these interference patterns, cross-weaving, and this kind of a sense of, almost like a feedback interference experience. There's, there's me. And that's what it happens at a certain pitch, energetic pitch. Now, you know, so if we don't change the energy, what occurs is that that self-experience gets transferred onto waking up. That is, now I'm being mindful. Now I'm focusing, now I'm getting back into touch with what I should be doing. Now I'm waking up, now I'm, and now I'm falling asleep, now I'm going to sleep again. It's rather like there's a continuity of selfhood rather than a con- continuity of, a, of awareness. And often, the, to my sense, the one of waking up is waking up from what? You know? And the dream has to be acknowledged, held, and disassembled through releasing this self-inference. 
which isn't really about doing anything other than just, just changing the energy. So the mind goes out to a sound or a sight as, as we walk up and down a sound or a sight or we sit mind goes out or attention goes out to a thought or a memory or an inference some mental object some visual object it goes out and it touches that and it comes back pleasure, pleasurable, unpleasurable and then it goes out again if it's pleasurable or unpleasurable it goes out dependent on whether that's pleasurable or unpleasurable or disagreeable now, if it's pleasurable, it goes back again with some, with some oh, more. If it's, if it's disliked, it goes back with, oh, less, get rid of that. So this rebound starts occurring. Pleasant, unpleasant, and therefore bounces back with this quality of um, uh, agreed or fondling, lingering in, or distaste, aversion, fear, resistance, you know. It bounces back with that, and it bounces back again, you know, with the, you know, wanting to uh, grasp and hold. And in this bouncing around, what comes out of that is this bouncing around, this, is this building up of the spin occurs in that. What's it like if we see something in the moment of fondling it, wanting to linger in it occurs, and right there, uh, stop the bounce. Acknowledge the passion, the delight, that experience. Acknowledge the irritation or the fear. They don't want, not want to be bothered with, don't want to feel that. Widen. Stay there. Widen until the breathing becomes apparent again. Oh. And it's like almost then it's almost as if the the residues of that aversion or that fascination, that greed, that fondling, that grabbing so seep away. So our, our home base is, is this uh, sense consciousness, seeing, touching, the external sense is the internal sense of the mind. Memory comes up. The jump. Something we remember we should have done or should be doing or, you know, or something we're concerned about. Jump. It's a jump. Feel it change. Suddenly, something engages as a jump into that. That's so. That's what. At that point, it's already happened. You can't. You know, take that back. Uh, that particular place. The reacting place. Uh huh. 
just staying with that widening feeling the breathing feeling the body and uh, letting the letting the process do itself sometimes it's there's been quite a bit of bounce quite a bit of spin quite a lot of feedback loops and we we wake up in a quite complicated psychodrama of how I always and I never they don't and he should and when am I going to and uh, it's always been like this and it's kind of woof you know quite a lot of density there oh. feel ourselves being formed so that to me is there's another kind of you know, domain or Im- practice that I actually can sense who I've become the angry person the disappointed one the one who's not getting a, a fair deal the one who's always has to be this way or that way or the you know whatever it is well who's that feel that particular being waking up it's quite then it's quite complex and there's a strong temptation to do all kind, you know do all kinds of things with this being but for right now the meditation process to wake up to that being however silly he looks however unfair he seems to be however you know maybe just just being prepared to really feel his confusion his irritations his cravings without a judgment some just that quality non-judgmental you might say it's compassion it's empathizing with that it helps things to widen on that emotional plane it becomes more equanimity so widening is just a simplest metaphor perhaps to might be relevant might give you some another way of looking at what we mean dispassion or detachment or letting go in a perhaps a more tactile way because you know? on an energetic level like myself I can certainly feel tightening up spinning getting narrower getting tighter getting harder and uh, the, pro- the sense of widening helps to counter counter that without antagonism there's no judgment in it, it's just, oh, can I be a bit bigger with this, a bit wider with this, a bit more open with this. Oh, trying to make it something other than this. Oh, it's like changing the gearing, the energetic gearing with what's going on. This to me is just a little verbal pat piece of verbal verbalization around detachment, dispassion letting go, relinquishment tends to calm mind and yet it's not 
a calm that's that's about um, taking away the specific bit, blurring it, fudging it, fuzzing it, doping it up, soothing it down. So in that process, and I think this is what happens surely for all of us as we as we meditate, is that we the awareness does by itself open up anyway and there's this challenge as, as it opens up from its normal driven getting things done onto the next bit mode of daily life you know, then a lot of these uncomfortable residues become apparent the agitation the hurtness the crampness, the bashness the sourness, the crabbiness, the hungriness, the loneliness, whatever it is. And then, oh, you know, just close that down. And again, if you're talking to any experienced practitioner, then you get the one-to-one advice on, well, for right now, yeah, close down this bit too much. For right now, put that to one side, just you know, there's a, there's a moderation in that, how much you open up at any particular time, depending on how you, where your strengths are, how much resource you have. And yet the big picture is the ability to increasingly, you know, open and clear all these residual patterns. And I suppose the simple rule of thumb is if you can breathe it, you're all right. You know, if you can breathe through it, that's a, that's a rule of thumb. If you can breathe through it, you'll you be clearing it. If you're not breathing into it, if you're not breathing fully in and fully out with it, then something's locking and you'll either just be digging the trench deeper. So just sitting here milling through thoughts and memories is not clearing them. You haven't changed the energy. And it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just like the thing is stuck in a loop. And it's liable to actually increase, re-traumatize, you might say, rather than, rather than clear out. So there is, a, you know, something to, to... There's a mark there. The mark is, if you like, you sense these qualities, impressions, the entanglements, the resistances, as you sense them, can, at that moment of acknowledging or recognizing, can you breathe it? Can a breath rise through that, fully in? Fully out? It's a simple bit. And have confidence, have faith in that, have confidence in that. Give it your trust. <laughs>